Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 215th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net, Audio Technica, and our new friends over at Manscaped, but more about them later. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8bit. And joining me today, my podcast ride or die, the dot to my yakko, you can find her at Miss Allie Hart. How you doing today, Miss Allie Hart? What up? Oh, doing well, sweating balls, but you know. Hey. <laughs> how was, I have a thing how, or two that could help that. What? Uh, how are you? <laughs> how's that thing in your ne- neck of the woods? I can't, doing pretty good. Doing I pretty good. Uh, got my uh, got my crop preserver here that uh, gets rid of the anti chafing for my balls. So uh, certainly none of that sweat going on over my neck of the woods. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. The sun is shining. Uh, it's been a busy work week. Played some games, and unrelated to gaming, but I feel, I feel I've turned a corner with Bentley this week. I feel he's certain he's he's sort of leveled up. He's oh. he's no longer running roughshod thro- so much through the house. Uh, I lie. He's still still a crazy boy, but he's not sort of weeing on anything anymore. He's not really chewing up anything. He shouldn't like. He's after the dissexing's finally settled down and he's healed and. He's become his own little little furry man. So uh, oh. I had a, had a good moment. I was laying there last night on the couch uh, watching some telly and, and had them both bloody sprawled out across me just being little little hot water bottles and snoring. And I sort of was looking down. I'm like, you know what? You guys are all right. You know, we're getting there. We're, get, we're going to make it through all this. So uh, I'm feeling good. So shout out to Bentley and Winston for being, for being good boys. <laughs> good doggos i mean i'm assuming it takes time it's kind of funny because winnie is a little bit more on the placid side right like you said he sleeps the most and he's kind of more chill you would hope that like one would oh oh, yeah one would learn off the other and hopefully you know bentley would learn of winnie yeah chill down buddy yeah there's certainly um i guess taking some mannerisms and and sharing of energy but uh Mm -hmm. bentley bentley certainly the 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 more jealous boy of the two like winnie will come in and and get his pats and then bentley like just smashes through the door pushes bet winnie out of the way and he's like yeah where's my pats and then sort of you feel bad because winnie sort of looks at me so sad every time and like looks at bentley and he's like you know fuck you you son of a bitch so i'm sort of always trying to pat them both but bentley's always nudging his way in always nudging his way in like that um like that episode of The Simpsons, you know how it's like the little sheep and the goat and stuff. Oh like yeah, forces his way in. That's 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 Bentley. So uh, just trying to get him to relax a little bit more. Of that and know that there's enough love in the house for for both of them. So uh, yeah, but doggos, they're the best. <laughs> doggos are the best. Mm. I miss mine. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you can you can share my two by by remote proxy as well. Okay. I know. Uh, I don't know which. I don't know if our two or, or your one down down south would be closer, based off, uh, you know, I guess line of sight. But uh, yeah, no idea. Who knows? But yeah, doggos are great. Shout out to all the great doggos out there, and all the not so great doggos. They're just they're just cool. I love dogs. <laughs> Outside of that, I'm not going to dwell too much on what I've really been 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 playing. To no surprise, I've been playing more Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, mm. Still loving it. 
still uh, very much enjoying my time playing playing um, with with friends and frenemies online uh, in you know five v five battles and what have you. Finally finished the uh, the rankings last night for for the fleet battles. You got to do oh. your 10, 10 matches to to get ranked, uh, and it's you know there's there's four sort of tiers. Uh, I think it starts with Maverick, Hotshot, and then works its way up to I don't know God tier pilot or whatever. And I, I fell into uh, I fell into the second tier, so I'm not in not in the bottom end. So I'm a, a Hotshot rank one uh, with an ability score of a thousand and nineteen. Uh, nice. to, to know where that lands. Uh, John O'Peck's <laughs> ability score he got after his 10 matches was 400 and something and Benny's was 700 and something. So suck it, boys. I'm better right now. But yeah, it's, it's so fun playing together. So fun playing <laughs> together that game. Just you know, simple mechanics, simple gameplay loop, but mm-hmm. really well done and just more Star Wars is great. I also dipped a toe on Destiny 2 with the, the Halloween uh, events running at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, also was jumping on and playing on Xbox. Uh, oh. and, and, and as an Xbox fanboy, obviously console man through and through, it was painstakingly frustrating playing on the Xbox because the load times and things like that, quite substantial, even yep. on the Xbox One X, mm-hmm. it was killing me. And I was telling NATO, I'm like, let's go back to PC, but because he's got some people in the in the clan and in the crew that are xbox only that's the only way to play with them so i had to uh suck it up and go do it on there and uh grit and bear my way through it but uh halloween stuff's fun getting getting the the cover like i can't remember what the word is what's the what's the word for like the the ornaments getting like the mm-hmm. halloween based ornaments and stuff that's kind of creepy cool. masks yeah yeah so sort of dabbled with a little bit of that but outside of that just just been watching telly and, and living what about you what have you been doing um, I finally decided to jump back into Fall Guys. There was a period there where I just kind of left it and never went back. But season two started now. So I'm like, oh, I should really like jump back in and see how different it is, see what the general like vibe is. Like I'd assume it would have some major fall off as like most like, you know, flavor of the week, flavor of the month kind of video games has it. And I'm assuming that a good chunk of people that were Fall Guys people are probably among us people or like the phasphobia group now like it's you know it follows through but like the game like the the season two like levels that they've introduced mm-hmm. um there's one that i played consistently which is just another kind of like from start to finish kind of early map that you would usually experience it's already easy as balls like <laughs> Like, it only took me one knock to kind of go, okay, I get this now. And they have added, like, and changed certain stages, like, ones that you are familiar with. They've, like, kind of moved things around, mixed up. Like, full credit, like, they, you know, zhuzhed up the game a bit so it doesn't feel so stale for the regular players. But um, I, I didn't feel too different. Like, I do enjoy, there is a stage that probably a lot of people saw on, like, the announcement trailer for Season 2 where you kind of have to work together pushing um the platforms. ramps and things like yeah. that yeah yeah that was that was a good addition um it's interesting how like some people did actually work as a team to kind of get that done so that's pretty impressive but then there was other times where i was playing that stage and i was like climbing on a climbing on like a pillar or a block or whatever and someone below was like pushing it away from where i wanted it to go <laughs> so just trolling <sighs> just trolling yeah it's not full guys if it's um doesn't have its trolls but um yeah for the most part like i i don't feel for myself that there was any kind of like 
gap in my ability, especially when the time that had passed between the last time I played. But I mean, there's some new costumes, which is always great. So there are so many new skins popping off these days. Like the Sonic I like that one. They, um, yeah, the Sonic one was cute as hell. No, it scares the fuck out. Of me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird, and it doesn't help that someone did an edit where they showed like the Sonic skin and where the sc- Sonic belly is. Someone's kind of like like done a design where they're say- suggesting it. it's kind of like Homer's mouth. So uh, I think I, I yeah. can't get that out of my head now. So every <laughs> though, and there were tons of Sonics because it's the um you know the skin outfit of the week or month or whatever it will be. Um and so they were they were just everywhere and I was just like oh, and people were picking on me and I'm not too sure if it was because I was like the only banana in matches, but people were really <laughs> picking on me. <laughs> Bullying never, the banana. Yeah, I've never been so like picked on before in my life in this game. Um. And, like, like yeah, and I think, like, griefing, as it's called by a lot of people in this game, it, that has just, like, that just seems like the norm now. It just seems like griefing is just common practice, which I, mm, I, I don't like, but I understand it being kind of normal and maybe being, like, essential to certain levels and stages. Mm. So. so for the most part, if anyone else kind of dropped off like me, going back, you probably won't feel out of place you won't feel like oh man it's been some time you'll probably be fine but i have seen a lot of people just being like eh like does it feel just different more of the enough? same type of yeah. thing yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah like i thought about i'm like yeah i should get in and play a few games that and i'm like yeah i will eventually so like next time if you're rolling out or something send me a message and i'll jump on like i don't think i'll actively seek it out myself but if someone <laughs> someone's like yo you want to come play i'm like yeah okay I got nothing else to do. Sure. Yeah, I have a spare five minutes. Mm, I liked, I can't remember the dude's name, the their social media maestro who's got his own skin in the game now too. His name yeah. escapes me right now. So apologies for all your very hard work. <laughs> I feel bad because every time I see it, um, to me, he it looks like um, a person from Achievement Hunter, Matt Bragg. Oh, yeah. So I always just think that. I don't ever think it's the social media guy. So I feel kind of bad. Oliver. About that. That's his name, isn't it? Oliver something or other. I, I escapes me. So, yeah. But maybe. still cool to be immortalized in one of the biggest games in the world, you know? You know what? Talking about that, like, I realize that's such a great, like, achievement, I reckon, like, being immortalized in a game. Like, you see a lot of people that have been included in Cyberpunk and then thrown in other games. Like, a lot of the uh, role-playing GTA communities, like, certain people have been placed as permanent, like, you know, NPCs now in the game. And I just realize, I just think that that's probably, as a gamer, like, a really great achievement in life is to have yourself, you know, permanently in a game. Mm. What what game would you like to be immortalized in? I can't say Senran Kagura. This, well, this, uh. this actually, this could be this could be like our question for next week. Maybe we can toss it out to the listeners and see what what their what their opinions are as far as games that they'd like to be immortalized in. Whether it be their their crown jewel game, you know, their their sort of number one game of all time, or maybe it's just some crazy weird game they want to be immortalized in for some other unknown reason. So uh, maybe we can unpack that next week. But yeah. Senran, you reckon? No, I said I couldn't say that. Oh. <laughs> That's a little too on the you know, risky and you, side. And you're probably too old. You're too old a character. Like you know, not not implying you're old, but you're also not like a, a teenage femme fatale anymore. If we've learned anything from my episode of the Hungry Game Show, is that I'm way I'm ancient in comparison to the age requirement for that yeah. game. So yeah. no, unfortunately not on that one. But yeah. I I think 
like the best angle to go with that question is something with like longevity, like something that is played for like, you know, a classic. So I could already guess which one you'd want to be in. Oh, mm, no, there's two. Could you? Yeah. Mm, we'll have to, we'll, we'll unpack this <laughs> next week. Maybe I'll go off, off the reservation on that one. Maybe you will. But uh, I'll, I'll certainly, I want to play some season two, four guys. I want to, want to give it a crack. So uh, in the next week or so, let's, let's have a couple of games. We'll fire it up on Steamo and, and see how it goes. Yeah, it can come back to PC. I won't make yeah. it go on console. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm good. Like um, <laughs> as I said, I've been playing a lot of Star Wars squadrons on PC and full circle when you were talking about the griefing. Mm. One thing that we found very weird this past week was like we were playing a few against a few people in the game and a few of them had genuinely felt like they were cheating. Like some of the stuff they were pulling off and oh. not dying from, like it felt like there was some cheaters. So we went to report them and I don't know what's happened in the back end of, of this game, but you can't like, you know, report a player for cheating. The uh, It's at the other end of the extremities it's like you can report them for uh being a terrorist for sexual abuse um yeah like things like that so it's not just cheating or foul language it was like terrorist um if they're trying to self-harm and if they're trying to like sexually abuse or do predatory things they're like three i think there was another one but they were the main three you can report a player for in the game so he um, was suggestively touching my cockpit yeah yeah you know holding my joystick without permission all this like it's just How yeah I don't, I don't know what's going on there but yeah ea maybe need to have a look at that and maybe toning it down and just going back to yeah whether it was foul language or cheating or hacking or whatever you know mm. like i get that people are worried about those other things too but i don't think that could should be that accessible as well because Imagine if if a multiple squads just keep reporting a player saying that they are, I don't know, you know talking about self harm or whatever else. What happens then? Do EA have to then step in and isolate that account and make sure they're okay? Or if it, you know, if they're getting referenced as a terrorist the whole time, do they do they get thrown onto some like watch list, get swatted or something? Like that's it just a, seems a little bit uh, heavy fisted from from EA in that regard. So uh, found hmm. that very surprising this week looking at that. That's a little bit shocking. The terrorist one is the one that's kind of like I'm like I'm trying to think like is it is is it just to that game or is it more on like the biggest like scale of like like because like, I don't know how a person would imply that they were oh this audio chat right yeah, yeah never mind yeah as a person that always turns that off yeah that's, that's what, I always forget about that yeah yeah but just felt very extreme very extreme but um. Yeah, I see you. See you've finally watched something that, full disclosure, <laughs> I am yet to watch. So you've beaten me to the punch on something. I wrote in the agenda finally because I was waiting for you to say it to me because it's one of those movies that everyone raved about, everyone talked about, and um, like I kind of felt like I was the last one because it's been some time. But I finally watched Knives Out. Everyone raved about it. Everyone says it, said it was a great movie. Fantastic cast. It's a really awesome cast and great phenomenal um, cast. Great bunch of actors in there. Um, I'm gonna say two things. Like, so I've said it was a great cast, great acting. Now, two things. The movie goes for too damn long. It should it's over not two hours. Over two hours. It shouldn't hundred percent not go for that long. It, there, it was not necessary for it to go that long. Second of all. It's a dead giveaway, like the ending. Like if yeah. if you pay, if you're good at this sort of stuff, 
it's a giveaway. So I'm kind of sad. Like I was really looking because I love anything that has a twist in it. That's why I love thrillers. That's why I like mm-hmm. a lot of crime shows. I like having to think. <laughs> um, so I was really sad that I kind of picked this one pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I, I appreciate like what the movie did. I was really s- surprised by the accent done by, um, what's his name? James like Bond. Like Daniel Craig? Yeah. Um, at first when he started speaking with it, I was like, ooh, like, because I, I knew that, you know, that wasn't his accent. But then it just, it just fell in line. It was perfect and it made sense. And I actually really enjoyed his character in this. So, um, but yeah, like, I, I think if a person still hasn't watched it, watch it. Just get ready for a long movie. And it does drag at times. So... Mm-hmm. But I understand why it's a, like a, a must-watch. And people are saying that there's going to be already a follow-up movie. Yeah, sequel's been confirmed. So, uh, and Daniel Craig's coming back as, uh, as Blanc or Blank. I don't know how you pronounce it. I haven't watched the movie. But he's, <laughs> he's coming back for, for Knives Out too. Yeah, so that's good. Like, I'm glad that, you know, of the majority of the characters that I enjoyed, it's, he's the one that's coming back. So, um, yeah. So, I, I think if you've been on the fence, do watch it. But don't, like... <laughs> Don't push yourself to watch it. Like, don't like set some quality of time aside. Make sure it's just like, like it's it's over like two hours. Do, and you got it. nothing else to do. Maybe get some popcorn. Like, you know, maybe actually popcorn and a snack. That's because you know, bathroom Amen. breaks and all that. So you know. Yeah, I um, I'm keen to give it a watch. Uh, am I right in thinking that it's pretty much like, like I know it's probably really going to downplay the movie, like it is a whodunit and things like that. But is it mm. is it very much like Cluedo the movie? Like, I, I don't know guess. if that undersells the movie or, or, you know, talks down the movie in a way, but I love a good mystery. Yeah, like, it's it's a bit campy. There's a bit, like, there's, like, you know, small elements of, like, comedy in it. But, like, for the most part, like, yeah, it's a whodunit. Like, it's a whodunit. There's, a, there's some different angles to it and who you would expect to follow in a kind of a whodunit. But, you know, everything kind of lines up for the reasons why it needs to line up, so... Some good swerves. Some good double crosses. Yeah, like there's it's some got, interesting. It's got Anna Diarmas in it. I'm I'm all in for that. She is she is good. I've got quite the crush on Anna Diarmas. She is really. Yeah, she's a little cutie patootie. So uh, yeah, her and then Daniel Craig, Chris Evans. You know, even like Tony Collette. She's in everything these days. She just pops up in everything. I really hate that I had to explain who Tony Collette was to my husband. I was like, she's Did you a, say, a she's national Australian royalty. <laughs> I said she's a national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you've never watched Muriel's you... Wedding? <laughs> oh no, I, I didn't even try to pitch that one. I like said she was in that new, like the most recent like horror movie. Oh, and she Hereditary, her... yeah. Yeah, she was like you know in a bunch of TV shows. Like her character is great because it seems like it's a play on Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. Um, so, but you know. Like yeah, she's she's always great, but yeah. yeah, it's good to see her doing well, and and she's had a very long and, and prosperous career in Hollywood. Like, of all things, Muriel's wedding to put her on the map. Like that yeah. movie, I guess at our age when it came out, it was sort of like yeah, whatever, righto. Yeah, but from there, it just went for her. She played the long game. She played the long game because remember when she had United States of Tara, like her own That's like, right. American TV show, yeah. And it was weird. Like, she had, like, multiple personality disorder as well, which mm-hmm. was very unique. It was a good so, good show too, that. I, I, it went for a while, didn't it? And then it mm. just kind of stopped. Yeah. So, no. yeah. Good honor. 
Good on her. She was also really good in um, Little Miss Sunshine oh, with uh, Steve Carell. I love that movie. That's a great movie. If you haven't seen that one, watch that one first and then you can watch Nights Out. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and watch Knives Out between now and episode 216. I, I reckon I can commit in the next two week hours, to watching Knives Out. Over two out, hours so. of your day. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I've watched far worse. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've watched a lot of shit. So, uh, let's see how uh, Knives Out goes. Uh, anything, anything else been happening this week before we maybe jump into some housekeeping? I'm going to, like, have one complaint where my... Um, Google Music is now kaput and now it's YouTube Music. And so I like my whole thing got cancelled and I kept it because I didn't want ads on YouTube. I haven't had ads on YouTube for like years, years. And now I'm experiencing ads on YouTube and it's driving me fucking nuts. Oh, it's painful. It's I want McDonald's painful. so bad. I want <laughs> McDonald's so much. <laughs> I also don't appreciate the targeted advertising too. So thanks, oh, yeah. Google, YouTube. I don't appreciate what you're trying to say about me. It feels like they look into the deepest, darkest depths of your soul for things you like or your vices or just little things that you you might want to treat yourself with. And then it's just like, bam, 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 every few minutes. I don't appreciate it because it's been McDonald's, 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 McDonald's. Do you have problems shitting? McDonald's, McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> it just so happens I do after eating a lot of McDonald's. Yeah, yeah it's because of all the McDonald's you try to sell me. Uh, but yeah, this is that's my like kind of struggle, and probably a lot of people have like experienced this all the the whole time. But as a person that uses YouTube probably more than I use TV in general, like it's it's fucking me up. So, mm. well, you know struggles. where you're not going to encounter any ads or uh, oh. potential bowel blockages is over at shopapit.net. The oh. best web store in the game. You can get yourself a nice t-shirt. You can get a hoodie. You can get a cap. Get some thongs. You can get just about anything with a sexy 8-bit logo or slogan on it. So head on over to shop8bit.net and get yourself some sweet swagger there. Obviously, when you're done checking out our store, head over to audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au for the AU-based listeners and get yourself some of the best audio equipment money can buy. We're talking headphones, microphones, gaming headsets, turntables, you name it, they got it. Bluetooth, in-ear, over-ear, noise cancelling. It is all there for every budget, for every audio file. There is a product for you. So audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au. We're done checking that out. Obviously, 8bit.net or 8bitnation.net are two great central hubs that will give you all the main links to things like our Discord, to Facebooks, to our web stores, to our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash we're 8bit. And last but certainly not least, obviously iTunes. Uh, be sure to rate review subscribers on there. Give us those juicy five-star reviews if you can because those ratings and reviews help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts. If you're not on iTunes, just be sure to you know, rate, subscribe us on whatever your podcast player is because all those little things count, cost you no money, takes next to no time and means the world to us. So we thank you in advance for doing that as we crawl our way to 200 iTunes reviews, uh, which Ooh. is a phenomenal achievement in itself. So thank you for everyone that has done that. And for the ones that haven't so far, get off your bum and do it, please. We love you. It's going to take you 30 seconds and uh, yeah, we'll mean the world. Uh, last little notification. Obviously, we mentioned it the last couple of weeks. Friday, October the 23rd, from around 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time, the 8-Bit Community Game Night will be kicking off over at twitch.tv forward slash we are 8-Bit. 
So we're gonna be playing a ton of online multiplayer games. Some of the games you might not even need to own a copy like Jackbox and things like that. So we're just gonna try and have some fun, a bit of lighthearted chaos, do some giveaways from Audio Technica, maybe some game keys getting slung around as well. Who knows, maybe we can try and get some Manscaped stuff to, to give away. No promises there, but I'll, I'll see what they can do for us. But yeah, Friday, October the 23rd from 8 p.m., Jump on to twitch.tv forward slash we're8bit and join in on the fun because it will mean the world to us. And talking about Manscaped, I think we're going to jump into our first ever Manscaped ad read because episode 215 of The Hungry Gamers is brought to you by our new partners at Manscaped. And we're here to remind you to keep your D-pad clean and level up your game with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Listen up, fellow gamers. If you want to maximize your joystick, start taking notes as I take you behind the Brendan White curtain. Before getting my hands on the Lawnmower 3.0, I literally took my life in my hands every time I wanted to make things pretty clear, pretty clean, pretty smooth down under. And I want to know, have you ever tried using hair removal cream on your Jats crackers? Short answer is don't. That stuff burnt me worse than any Charizard flamethrower attack ever could. Very risky, very messy, still very traumatized. Disposable razors, please. The amount of nicks and cuts I was dishing out rivaled my time in Ghost of Tsushima, but not anymore thanks to the cutting-edge ceramic blade advanced skin-safe technology courtesy of Manscaped. And uh, the Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Some of these liquid tools for your family jewels include the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant for those balls, this is a total game changer. Why are you not already putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body, men? Why? You need to get them cags smelling fresh. And after you're done doing that, the Crop Preserver is also another fantastic addition that comes in the Perfect Package 3.0. And on top of that, you also get a travel bag, disposable shaving mats, and a set of the comfiest anti-chafing boxes you've ever worn can confirm, and I was big on the step one underwear made out of bamboo for quite a while, but these are perfect package Manscaped boxes, are legit, comfy smooth, just coddling my Jats crackers like there's no tomorrow, and it is the perfect package for your perfect package. And listeners, you can get 20% off and free shipping using the code 8bit at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code A-T-E-B-I-T, Remember, people, nobody likes a dusty controller. Let's get into some news. This week's news headlines. And the first little quick hitter, just a little throwaway, but uh, got, got this man very excited. As reported by Gamatsu earlier this week, the Game Rating and Administration Committee of Korea has rated an unannounced Mass Effect Legendary Edition, oh, meaning gosh. that the Mass Effect Remastered Trilogy is imminent, people. <laughs> Obviously, November 7th is coming up in the next two to three weeks. That is N7 Day. That's Mass Effect Day. That's going to be the date we get this official announcement. I can feel it in my waters. I can feel it in my bones. Ooh. And I'm so excited for Mass Effect, the Remastered Trilogy, or as we're calling it here, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. So uh, thanks to Korea for uh, breaking that news for us and uh, getting all us N7 is very excited for some more Mass Effect goodness. Uh, I've never played, so this might be the time I get that remastered goodness. 
Hell yes. Hell, it is so good. It is like, obviously I half on about Mass Effect all the time, so we don't need to go down that path for the 700th time. But There's uh, a dedicated fan base that has like obviously convinced me enough that uh, Mass Effect is something to, you know, harp on about. So mm-hmm. it's okay. I get it. I should probably give it a go. Yeah, but if we get some, you know, some 4K 60 FPS Commander Shepard and co looking the goods out in the space, hell yeah, I'm keen as a bean. Something I'm a little less keen on. Uh, Marvel's Avengers DLC and next-gen versions have been delayed. Ooh, this was after uh, talking just last week about yeah. the, uh, the very dwindling fan base on, the, uh, on PC. So uh, this little new snippet reads, Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics have delayed the next major updates for Marvel's Avengers, pushing the next-gen versions into next year and delaying the addition of the game's first DLC character, Kate Bishop. In a post on the Avengers blog, Crystal Dynamics Studio head Scott Amos apologized for the, in quotes, slight delay to the Kate Bishop DLC, but explained that this is due to ensuring new content is given the time for extensive internal testing. More quotes. With this in mind, we've decided to push Kate Bishop's Operation Launch back a bit out of October, said Amos, but no new date was given for the first new character. My goodness, this is not feeling good. No, and this is like after last week, um, as you you mentioned that we were talking about like how the numbers have been dwindling, people are getting bad load times. And I believe someone, like it might've been either, you know, Crystal Dynamics like actually said like, don't worry guys, we are working towards this, you know, new content's on its way. And now this, like, it's pretty bad. Like, so they've pushed themselves out of October for the Kate Bishop DLC. Yep. A lot of people are speculating that we might see a date revised in, oh, I don't know, November, mid-November maybe for a certain, mm-hmm. you know, reason. But I feel like that discussion of it being, you know, at the time of mid-November seems like a really risky gamble to kind of do because, like, November's going to be screwed. Like, us as gamers, like, we're juggling. Like, there's a lot of games coming out at this time. A good chunk of us will probably be, you know, cyberpunking, destinying, and all that jazz. So, I, I, I think this is... I don't know if this could be a downfall. Like, I'm sure that there's a dedicated, you know, fan base that will come back to experience it. But I just feel like if you don't keep things fresh consistently you have a greater chance of just losing all the return players. So, yeah, it's 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 really weird. Like, I've never really been into this game. Um, the only thing I said I would probably try would be the Kate Bishop, you know, <laughs> storyline. <laughs> and now that there's a waiting game, um, who knows, maybe I'll also get to, you know, by the time this releases, I'll probably get a good, you know, sale price or something, you know. Oh. Yeah, it's um, it doesn't feel good. It certainly does not feel good. Like I'm, I'm a fan of this game and hopeful for the future of this game. Like you know, I've talked about it feeling like it's very much year one Destiny, and I think maybe year two of Avengers we might really see this game take off. But seeing shit like this, where this game's been out a couple of months already, and they're already uh, kicking DLC characters out of their release window and into the ether. Like I'm with you, and you know we've talked about this a few times where I thought especially with the PS5, have the Spider-Man character that's obviously a Sony exclusive available mm. day one, you know, launch day, November the 12th to get a little bit of hype, to, to tie it in with the next gen and maybe bundle, like have maybe Kate Bishop and Spider-Man drop on the same day. Who cares? Like you've got a, I think they've mm. confirmed like a dozen or so characters that are coming to this game. So dropping two at once isn't going to tank this game and, and potentially curb any sales. But 
the fact that they've just been kicked out totally with no even like they haven't even given a date like they've said like later this year but that could be anywhere from now to december 31 and um (laughs) that coupled with the the matchmaking issues on pc and that dwindling player base on pc it just feels really bad and even just um just having the next gen versions punted into next year like i know you (laughs) like with backwards compatibility i could still play on the playstation 5 my ps4 version Mm. and you'll get some some improvements on load times and things but you're not going to get the full shimmer and and the full graphical fidelity and all the all the bump you're gonna gonna see so yeah yeah, i'm Um, I'm worried i'm really worried i'm gonna say something that's probably a little controversial maybe a little closed-minded but the other thing that might also be a disadvantage is the, the, ne- the next DLC that they're going to drop is the Kate Bishop DLC. Now, for anyone that was playing this game, maybe not so deep into Marvel lore or, like, you know, Marvel comic characters, I guess, like, just by getting new content was probably just going to be enough, enough to kind of keep them on while they were playing. Um, but then I don't know exactly if Kate Bishop DLC would be a draw. Like, would, um, would the player base that maybe aren't, like, aren't so familiar with characters mm. will care to play Kate Bishop DLC because they don't get that she's a Hawkeye, like, you know, like that there is like a great connection. Like, by the way, everyone, if you haven't, please read Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. Um, Kate Bishop is in that and there's also like a spin-off, but like, it's great. But like for anyone else that doesn't know, would they come back for it? Would they care? Is that Was that the character to kind of bring people back, you know, so... No, I, I think like I don't think that's a narrow-minded thought at all. I think that is 100% bang on the money. Like we've talked about it, and especially since since the the terrible passing. But like talking about bumping or shuffling the release cycle of these characters and coming out with with Black Panther, someone like that, you know, because mm. of what happened with with Chadwick uh, passing away earlier this year, something like that, where that's a globally renowned character, you know, who's had one of the most successful Marvel film releases in the history of the MCU and you know, getting him in there and, and even getting, getting his family, family's approval to, to maybe put his likeness in the game. So he's immortalized yeah. in the game and you can play him like something like that could have been really special. Uh, I don't know obviously what they're doing with the Black Panther character. I know he's on their release slate, but something like that could have worked. And, and, you know, we've talked about Spider-Man, like Kate Bishop is a fantastic character from the Marvel universe, but yeah. hasn't been given the the film spotlight yet like obviously they're talking about the the disney plus tv spin-off yeah and things like that and they've done a bit of an age jump on the back of endgame where you're seeing um you know things they're trying to potentially weave in there with with um you know bookending hawkeye's daughter in to potentially take over and stuff like that but they haven't really given kate bishop her due yet so yeah no yeah, it's, it's, it's true not a, it's not a hook i like actually didn't even think about that in you know in relation, oh, in relation to the TV series, hmm. hmm. And I don't, I don't even know. Like, I know that was sort of delayed and whatnot. I don't, yeah. like, I don't think it's began pro- production or anything. Like, WandaVision and and um, Falcon and Winter Soldiers, the two yeah. that are that are coming up shortly. But yeah, the Hawkeye spinoff TV show is just somewhere way down the line now. So I don't know. 
just just weird some weird decisions going on there yeah. at Square and how they're they're supporting this game and what they're bringing out and in what order. Like it's just I don't know. It's a slippery slope, and we don't want to see this thing go the way of Anthem. You know, we've talked about that a little bit too. And <laughs> poor Anthem, the, the yeah. Anthem's like the uh, No Man's Sky of like you know, in reference to a bad execution of a game. Yeah. Hopefully, it can have a similar experience to No Man's Sky now, though, where several years down the line, I guess, where a lot of people don't it's care so much, but there's a good dedicated now. fan base. Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous now. So, yeah, I, you're right. There's always a good, like, kind of second, third, fourth wind that can always happen further down the line. So, yeah. Yeah, something that's not a good second, third, or fourth wind is uh, what Facebook's doing in regards to Oculus. <laughs> so, uh, this headline Facebook is accidentally in air quotes locking some users out of their new oculus headsets and uh the the sort of little snippet we've grabbed here from the verge reads facebook says in quotes again a small number of customers have been locked out of their new oculus quest 2 headsets following a string of reports that buyers were unable to use the virtual reality headsets because their facebook accounts were suspended on twitter it urged users to contact oculus if they had any problems as Upload VR reported earlier this week, users complained that they had been suspended for unclear reasons while they were trying to set up their Quest 2. One poster on the Oculus subreddit described getting banned after creating a Facebook page for the first time and merging it with an existing Oculus account. In quotes, I logged into Facebook's website to lock down my profile as I had no intention of using the social media site more than was needed. And within minutes of merging accounts and changing profile settings, my account was banned without any reason given or cause I can think of, end quote. The user told The Verge in an email rendering the quest to a new white paperweight. <laughs> Other people in the subreddit chimed in with their own experiences getting locked out as well. So I see, I saw a lot of chatter this week mm. uh, with accounts getting banned due to their Facebook accounts being suspended. And for those that hasn't haven't listened or kept up with what's happening is obviously Facebook own Oculus mm. and what they've done with, with accounts now is they're forcing you to to have your account running on the Facebook platform to be able to use the Oculus and, and purchase and, and play games on on the VR equipment. So if you yeah. aren't a Facebook user, there is some potential risk here involved. Uh, I'd say there is a lot of people that have installed or set up accounts with no issues, but just be mindful that shit could go south if maybe you've been banned on Facebook for whatever reason. So uh, good luck. <laughs> I remember when we first talked about this and how it was established, like, you have to have a Facebook account. And we we both said that's dodgy. Like, that mm -hmm. is absolutely dodgy, forcing people to, you know, sign up on your platform, which is renowned for having security issues and just overall being a really dodgy website. And then now we've witnessed this where people are essentially being buying a headset and then just being told like and eh, now it's unusable um yeah. i did read a good amount of like forums some twitter posts and a lot of people from australia saying like they will have to 100 percent give you your money back if this happens to you like because thank god australia like is covered by the consumer affairs like laws and all that sort of stuff so um you know they've given you now an unworking product that is not not a, like not your fault, you know, not your issue. So they would 100% have to refund you. So it's good that, you know, Aussie consumers are protected, but for everyone else, good kind of muddled. Yeah. <laughs> so like Oculus is saying like, oh yeah, please like contact Oculus if we have problems. But, you know, are they going to be that thorough? Like, are they going to be, it's just like, like, like I've always said, forcing people to make a Facebook account 
And now Facebook's really like adamant about making sure it's actually you, like no weird names, no, you know, fake profile kind of things. Like they're pretty, pretty strict on making sure the account that you have is actually you, which you think was like about like, you know, faceless kind of like commenting and stuff and holding people accountable, but it's not, it's just purely like data stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I did a share on, on Twitter's earlier this week uh, and the initial tweets were circulating by user at Dizzy underscore Ziddy. And uh, it's a screenshot and it's actually showing where someone had their, their, um, their Oculus account and their Facebook account disabled. They reached out to Oculus directly and, um, you know provided all the necessary driver's license photo ids and things to verify this is this is me Jesus. link this up and they uh they got a, a a sort of an email or a notification back from facebook and it says we've already reviewed this decision and it cannot be reversed what? so uh they are locked down eternally so uh <laughs> so yeah sorry person, to people like that this poor person gave out like their driver's license and all that sort of information and they're like thanks we have that now but yeah no you can't <laughs> we're not fixing your issue yeah it is ridiculous so oh, you know this isn't the last we're going to hear about it that's for damn sure um i'm going to try and power up my little my little quest is sitting right here behind mm. my shoulder there i'm going to power it up i think i already synced my facebook account so i should be fine but i'm going to power it up this week just for shits and giggles just to see if there's any any suspect behavior going on in the back there or any weird new things they're trying to, you know, hold me over the coals to. So, uh, I'd love it if you got like ads, like straight up in your face, just like ads. (laughs) I hope not. And I fear that's the way that product's going to go. Oh yeah. There's going to be pop-ups and ads everywhere. So, Hey, do you want this weird dildo from wish? That's (laughs) again, I already bought this. Update the bloody search parameters, damn it. <laughs> we noticed you bought this. Are you interested in others? Uh, gotta love the I, I love ads. the horror stories from Wish too. Like it's, you know, you see the photo. Yeah. Um, I, I loosely relate. It wasn't through Wish, but it was through a Facebook ad I saw. Oh, no. And someone was like selling like a, I think it was like a one-tenth scale Tyrannosaurus Rex, like Jurassic Park thing. Looked really awesome. Like big, huge, yeah. huge thing. So I, I ponied up the money for it. And um, I don't have it with me now. It's in the cupboard, but I'll send you a photo after this of the one I actually got. But instead of it being one-tenth scale, it was like 10 centimeters in size. Like this T-Rex I got was this big. Please post Nothing like the one I bought. Post it on your social media on your Twitter or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure everyone will want to see this. this I'm I'm doing the dance with with PayPal going through the resolution center to try and get, uh, get my cash back. Because mm-hmm. I reached out to the the company, this you know Asian business that I bought it from, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll give you uh, we'll give you ten percent back if you send yes. it and pay for the funds." And I'm like, "You know what, motherfucker, stick it up your ass. We're going to PayPal court. Let's go." <laughs> so yeah, that's my story. But I'll share that I'll share that over the weekend because uh, yeah, my, I'm still a bit sort of blood boiling from that because uh, these bastards. They're like, "Okay, how about we'll give you fifteen percent back now." But you still yeah. got to pay for the shipping and get it back. And you're like, man, you guys are criminals. I've heard about that. Yep. Yeah. Something else that we might not be getting back is uh, any hours that people have played in Amazon's The Crucible game, uh, which obviously it's a free-to-play multiplayer shooter that has already been returned to closed beta and uh, has been officially cancelled. So, uh, yeah, Amazon have officially cancelled Crucible. Uh, it's at the it's the end of a rocky journey for the game, which was first launched this past May after years in development. And we're talking about six years of development. 
Uh, but yeah, it's been uh, shifted into closed beta again from July, but it's been officially plug-pulled. So uh, here's a quote from some of the team. We, we very much appreciate the way that our fans have rallied around our efforts and we've loved seeing your responses to the changes we've made over the last few months, but ultimately we didn't see a healthy, sustainable future ahead for Crucible, the Crucible team said in a blog post. If you're in the current closed beta, you'll still be able to play the game in some form for a short while. The developers will be hosting a final playtest and community celebration in oh. the next few weeks, according to the blog. That is heartbreaking. That's Once sad. that's done, matchmaking will be disabled, but you'll be able to play custom games which are expected to become available in the coming days until 3 p.m. Eastern time on November the 9th. <laughs> the company also says that it will be offering a full refund for any purchases may have made. So oh. this game was kicking around for six years. It was touted as this big, awesome, you know, free-to-play online shooter that could potentially rival an, an Overwatch and things like that. Yeah. Sadly, Amazon sunk a lot of money into it player base was non-existent like i was reading some numbers earlier and apparently um recently they had like um less than 200 people online on average which is uh you know pretty tough when you think about a game that's available globally 200 people especially a multiplayer game where you depend on matchmaking uh-huh so yeah it's, it's sad to see like the game i i full i've never played the game i've, I've no. looked at it a bit the character models they looked very um like the characters themselves looked a lot like what was that Epic Games MOBA they released that we were playing for? Um, oh, Paragon. Paragon. Oh they man, look like characters there's like a in reference that vein. for our early listeners. <laughs> mm -hmm. Whispers of Paragon. Uh, so uh, yeah, the, the characters and the, the graphical stylings remind me of that game a little bit. But yeah, um, yeah, I see that. Dead in the water. Yeah, I this I remember this coming out at a really weird time, and then when it did get announced, and it was like you know this free-to-play kind of like shooter thing i'm like where did this come from and i do believe there was actually quite a push with like certain players like like obviously streamers youtubers and whatnot so you know they were trying to you know get the interest out there but i don't really recall it grabbing like a lot of people that i saw play it like it like it felt like they were being forced to play it like it did not feel fun it kind of like the environment, I remember the environment being actually really nice for, you know, mm -hmm. a shooter. But, yeah, I, I not once did I want to go and play it. I don't know if it's because it felt like, to me, you know, it felt like a game that I've already seen or I've already played and I just did not have the interest or whether it was just coming out at a time where too many other titles were coming out and especially on a multiplayer basis when, you know, you're weighing up what you'd want to play, like, you know. Maybe something with the, that's more established, that's already got a player base that was like, you know, yeah. it's hard well, to compete. That's it, like it tried to get in and compete with your CODs, your Fortnites, PUBG maybe, Apex Legends, stuff Apex, like that. Yeah. Like very yeah. saturated market already and Amazon's got a lot of money to throw behind this thing but it was crazy that it came out in May, got rolled back to close beta two months later and mm. now three months after that they're like we're shutting the doors we've got another month worth of time and then come join us for this uh final play test and community celebration like i like the optimism in that wording but i don't know what you're celebrating here like it's more of like a morning it's like a wake it's not a yeah. celebration so I mean, uh yeah. look it's uh, they've done right by saying if anyone did any purchase in the purchases in game they're going to be getting a refund um i think 
there's some level of respect of kind of just sitting back and saying, like, especially like a mega giant like Amazon who does have the funding to kind of take a step back and saying, no, we don't see, we don't see the longevity in this. And so I guess yeah. before people, you know, you know, keep making purchases or maybe getting a little too invested in it, they're just saying, look, you know, we don't see the future here. We're going to cut our losses. Hopefully that doesn't mean job cuts, but hey, Amazon. Um, so hopefully that it's a learning experience for the team. They learn from it. They move forward and hopefully create the next whatever. Amazon mm. has another game coming out, don't they? I thought that they had another title that was Are in the works. They make it like a big MMO, aren't they? Are they? Mm. I think so. But it's it's interesting. Like I think what you said was like it's a nice nice or not a gesture, but it's nice of Amazon to to turn around and say you can get a full refund. Like instead of just saying you know what, so sad, too bad. Like it didn't some work, of these sorry. other games that yeah. came out. Like you think of um, what Turtle Rock did with Evolve back in the day. Like it, it lasted for a couple of years. Like it lasted for about two years at least. But yeah, that game got cold. Uh, Cliffy B's bloody online <laughs> shooter game, yeah, which name yeah. always escapes me. It got like axed after a few months. Ubisoft, they have their game, right? Which was it, Hyperscape? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, Hyperscape, yeah. Like, I'm, I think that's out, right? Like, is that... Yeah, it's out. Full release, so, it's available now, yeah. Yeah, I'm not seeing much talk about it. So, like, and uh, that could just be n- not in, like, my interest, not in my, you know, peripheral. So, and that might not mean much, but for me, it's like when, you know, you're trying to create a game that you can tell that's meant to be on the same kind of level of the popularity of your Apex, of your COD. Like, you can tell that that's where they're trying to reach. But mm. it, when you're not reaching there, when do you when do you acknowledge that? When do you say, oh, we missed? Sorry. Yeah. And, and like, the money that would go into these games, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, you see, it's, it's a pretty stark contrast. You see these smaller indie studios, like the guys behind Among Us, the guys <laughs> behind Four Guys, stuff like that, like tiny little teams that have a game that they think's great and is going to do pretty well, but then it blows up compared to something like Crucible or like, as you said, Hyperscape. No doubt there's probably teams of maybe 100 plus devs behind these games compared to these small indie teams. Like it's, it's this risk reward. You, you never know, do you? And that's the thing is like sometimes it's just about having maybe an interesting creative perspective on a multiplayer game like Fall Guys. Like I've always said to me that's Takeshi's Castle, like that's MXC. And I'm like, why hasn't anyone made a game like that? And, you know, they've done amazing with it. Among Us is like a game, like, you know, a little puzzler whodunit kind of like mystery, like... And that's been around for some time. Yeah, it took a lot of people to grab onto it, but now everyone's, you know, gravitated towards it. And then, the, like the other one that I mentioned earlier on in this episode, the fan- Phantasphobia. I always say, yeah, it wrong. yeah, it's popping off too. That's a one-person team. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's one guy. I didn't know. That's impressive. So yeah, so you know, like creative ideas and just thinking out of the square and just like creating something, you know, original. <laughs> It's paying off for like the smaller teams, and it, that really makes me happy. I'm with you. I'm. I still want to go back and play some more Among Us because I'm. I'm. I've still got a very bitter taste in my mouth, and just don't see the awesomeness of it. But I guess because I haven't had a good experience with the game yet, so well, I, have to I want to go back and see night. if I can press reset. Yeah, hmm. but um. 
like as you said it's just awesome to see these these small teams just hitting lightning in a bottle instead yeah. of trying to go back to the well and malibu stacy these online shooters with new hats like they're like we're gonna make our own game you know we're gonna yeah. stick in our lane we're gonna make something we're passionate about and think that could work and then you see it like land obviously there's a lot of stories where things things don't land and it goes to shit and these studios go under or whatever and that's a tragedy in itself but it's awesome to see these indie games starting to get their get their due like you know last year house house with bloody goose game you know a, a game about a goddamn annoying goose was winning like game of the year at dice and stuff like yeah it's awesome to see this shift as far as triple a <laughs> was deemed the best games just because it was a triple a and there was millions of dollars thrown behind it and then these yeah. little indies are going you know what we're coming up. We're leveling out the playing field. It's great to see. Yeah, it's great. And Goose Goose is Goose Game. Uh, Goose 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 Game is getting Goose, its, <laughs> its second win now that they have multiplayer. So I've seen yeah. a lot of like gameplay now of people playing Goose Game again because it's multiplayer. Mm. Yeah, is it is it then now Untitled Geese Game? Goose, oh. I hope it not. It has to be if you're playing That's, multiplayer. That sounds bad. Mm, but geese are bad. They're hell spawn those creatures. Yeah. All right, let's let's get into the last sort of uh, news we wanted to tackle today. And the first little little banger before we deep dive, these both are very PlayStation 5-centric. And the little bit here, a Sony engineer has revealed that the size of the PS5's cooling fan is responsible for the console's rather large stature. The explanation comes via an article from Japan's Nikkei X-Tech, which features an interview with PS5 mechanical and thermal design engineer Yoshihiro Otori. PlayStation fans will know Atori from the recent PS5 disassembly video. The PS5 is equipped with a 120mm diameter, 45mm thick double-sided intake fan, which makes the console thicker than both the PS4 and PS4 Pro. Mm. So uh, we've seen enough of these out in the wild now. The PS5 is a gigantor. Huge. It is a huge bitch. But yeah, it's, it's no surprise. Like anyone that knows gaming or anyone that knows computers you know that the more shit you chuck into a console into into that box the more fans you're going to need because these processes these gpus they run hot as fuck Mm. so you need fans to stop this thing from melting and causing a fire so the real question is though is it going to sound like a fucking jet plane if it's that big (laughs) i think like we were talking about this last night when we were playing a bit of um, bit of squadrons for for John O'Peck's birthday, so happy birthday, uh, Australia's John O'Peck, uh, for yesterday. But we were talking about this, and I think this thing's still going to run loud. Like um, my PS4 Pro, we've talked about it. Everyone knows that owns one out in the wild. These things are noisy boys, mm. and I think we're probably going to see a little bit more of this just by the way this thing's like the way this <laughs> console's laid out. Yeah. Like just just the aesthetics of it, like the ventilation doesn't make a ton of sense. Where you look at the the Series X, and it's got the the nice like vent holes at the top in in mm-hmm. the big obelisk of a thing. And uh, seeing seeing a lot of these out in the wild and, and a lot of people putting them through their paces, they're saying the Xbox Series X is whisper quiet. Like you don't hear nothing. Mm. So that's awesome, and uh, you know a sign of positive things to come. But yeah, I think this thing's gonna. Oh no. It's bad enough that it's like loud in appearance. Being loud just physically is just gonna oh. <laughs> just doubling down on Double the noise. Down, yeah. <laughs> well the you see as well the, the sort of um 
the, the top and bottom panels or the side panels, depending on, I guess, on how you've got this thing um, sort of situated, mm. they look to be easily removable. So you'd be able to probably put your own custom custom faces on this thing, different colors and things. So, uh, bitch, sweet yeah. ass, I'm going to. That thing's ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just, just the, even the white, like, just change the color of it, make it. You know, traditional black with some of the PlayStation grey and that PlayStation blue in there. Yeah. I mean... So much better. Yeah. Design-wise, I just don't understand where they went. A lot of people have been pretty forgiving with it, but for me, it's just an eyesore. I just don't like it. And then seeing how big it is as well, I'm like, damn, it's big and ugly. Oh, well. Yeah. It, it is a beast of a console, but I've uh, only got, yeah, two and a half to three weeks now to go until it's uh, out in the wild, which is And that's is if, if you got it or not. <laughs> Everyone's still yeah. Um, I've got my PlayStation Five day one, Xbox still not day one, because JB Hi-Fi did not do what EB Games did this week and message a lot of Australian yeah. people that have pre-ordered their Xboxes. Some of them pre-ordered them like three days after the pre-order was officially live, saying, "Oh yeah, you've been bumped from sometime in the end of 2020 to now getting it on day one." So JB Hi-Fi. Sort your shit out because that is so fucking frustrating <laughs> for me because I pre-ordered this thing seven minutes after it went live and I still don't get it day one. What the fuck? I'm getting desperate, Miss Hart. I'm I'm seriously like gonna start putting ads out there saying I will buy your pre-order off you for a thousand bucks. You'll get two hundred and fifty dollars. I just need this thing day one. So I'm getting desperate. I feel like I'm a smack addict right now. I need yeah. my Series X on day one. I'm taking the whole week off. I can't just sit around now for two days playing my Xbox One X. Bah! You can, but... Please, JB Hi-Fi, get some more stock allocations. Give me one. But we already <laughs> talked about my plan for uh, day one last week. So yep. uh, that's still happening, but I'm just uh, a little bit wound up after seeing EB do good things after their website fucked me for uh, <laughs> that morning and a lot of other people out there. So, uh, yeah, pre-order and stuff sucks. But anyway... Um, talking about these consoles, the PlayStation 5 user interface has been finally unveiled just weeks before launch. And uh, this comes via way of IGN and it was uh, put together by Jonathan Dornbush. Uh, we're going to be talking about the biggest major changes slash rundown slash talking points from their little PlayStation 5 user interface experience that they uh, showcased uh, this past week. Mm-hmm. And the first hit point, it's fast. Let's start with the most obvious upgrade. PlayStation 5's UI looks fast. The demonstration showed the console booting up from rest mode and hopping from the dashboard view to in-game action to the new activities feed, and it looks snappy and responsive. There's no slowdown or hitching while scrolling through the UI. Icons don't take much time to load in either. Jumping into a new game is immediately faster on the PS5 than it is on the PS4, obviously. Of course, there's the question on whether or not having a bunch of applications running in the background affects this, but at least fresh out of the box, it looks looks fast as hell. Pending any firmware updates, I assume. The next one, and uh, this is probably one of the biggest talking points that have been sort of circulating around the socials, Control Center Activities Cards. Sony spent most, time, most of the time talking about the PS5's new Control Center view, On the PS4, pressing the DualShock 4's PlayStation button kicks you back to the dashboard, while holding down the button for a bit brings up a shorthand version of the UI. 
On the PS5, it looks like pressing that button on the DualSense brings you to the new control center, which allows you to quick access to uh, which allows you quick access to most of the features you'll need while in-game, like notifications, your friends, download status lists, and even the power settings. But most of the real estate is taken up by cards, which looks to introduce some much-needed additions to the PlayStation experience. Cards will look familiar to anyone who spent time in the Apple App Store UI, but Sony's take offers a row of bold images with limited text that pop up over your in-game screen, offering you quick access to a variety of PS5 and game options. Some cards allow you access to a media feed of news or new trailers for games you're following, while others, while another holds your recently captured media. Both are easily accessible evolutions of what you can do on the PS4, but it's the activities cards that marks the biggest change. In Sackboy, a big, uh, a big Adventure, for example, players can track progress of certain objectives, like levels they've played, trophies they've earned, and even ones suggested by the system. Starting off with levels played, we see the player jump into a level directly into the PS5's UI that they've already started, but with some objectives they've yet to complete. All of that info is listed in this activity card rather than within the game itself. Other cards not clicked on in the video show a promising advancement for trophy hunters. Individual trophy cards that list completion percentage. We know how frustrating it is to be hunting a trophy that requires you to collect 150 orbs, but doesn't tell you progress. So for completionists, this should be a big help in tracking progress and deciding on what objectives to focus on next. The cards can even give you an estimate on how long an objective will take to complete which the walkthrough describes as PlayStation 5's personalized playtime estimate. It's unclear as if uh, it's unclear as of now if this is something the system can intuit based on the rest of your play experience or the experience of other players. PlayStation also mentioned there will be some cards suggested by the system. So there's going to be some targeted marketing is the way I read that. <laughs> All of this, of course, raises the question on how much work developers will need to put into designing bespoke cards for their games versus what data the PS5 can pull from game saves and trophy progress. Uh, the next one, built-in help. Activities cards also offer in-game help. Though this appears to be a PlayStation Plus exclusive, <laughs> righto, Sony notes that in-game help won't be available in every game or even for every objective, but it is intended to keep you in the experience rather than having to hop to a secondary screen. In Sackboy, for example, you can access a series of hints with varying amounts of information from screenshots to full-on walkthrough videos. These hints can be, all, uh, can be all accessed without ever leaving the game. The PS5 UI now allows for information to be pinned alongside your game, so if you're playing a particularly complicated section, you could temporarily pin the help video next to the game as you play. I think that's really freaking cool. Hmm. Friend interactions. PlayStation 5's friend interactions are also designed to keep you involved in whatever you're doing without forcing you to scroll through a ton of menus outside of your game. In the example given, a voice chat invite can be quickly uh, can be joined quickly while in the middle of whatever you're playing. You can start immediately chatting with friends via the DualSense's inbuilt microphone, but also mute yourself via the controller or in menus if needed. Sony describes parties as more of a persistent experience across your PlayStation 5 experience. For example, your friends within a party can now share their screen. You can watch someone play while you continue playing and you can customize that view however you'd like it. You can pin it like you would game help or even watch it picture in picture in various spots on your screen. 
Perhaps most impressively, if a few friends in your party are in a multiplayer game that you're not playing, you can join the game via a card in the control center and the PS5 immediately drops you into the action. Sony's quick fast forward aside, the jump from joining the game to being in game is seconds long. And the last one, less clutter. In the walkthrough video, Sony didn't spend much time on the PS5's home screen. We see nothing of the media center or any of the extraneous options we'll get. But what we did see looked like an evolution of the PS4's dashboard. Whenever you hover over and expand info on a single game, we're invited into a homepage of said game with a large piece of artwork, a big old play button, and a brief encapsulation of your trophy progress. While the main page is sparse, players can scroll down to see a batch of activities cards you can easily uh, you can use to easily jump into different games, levels, or news feeds. Sony only showcased one PS5 game's homepage in the video detail, but it did promise backwards compatible PS4 games will benefit from, in quotes, some of the layout's features. And finally, the PlayStation Store, that slow, long-loading way to expand your library, is completely integrated into the system rather than an app you have to click into. Sony didn't spend much time explaining exactly how the new store experience will work, but did promise some level of personalization. Overall, though, the messaging points towards a much smoother store experience than what the PlayStation 4 currently offers. So that was a lot. Mm. What's your thoughts on uh, that uh, big verbal diarrhea that I spat everywhere? <laughs> Sounds good? You keen? Yeah, well, I mean, to me personally, the PlayStation UI has always been kind of like a clutter. <laughs> yeah, it's just very, very inaccessible. Like the constantly like lost myself in menus and, you know, just trying to find certain things. Um, so, you know, already it looks a bit more polished. Um, there's certain things that they've added into it as well, which, you know, I personally think is great. Like the in-game, the built-in help, like the essentially like little walkthrough things. I think that's a really cool element that like I would have never thought about, like the console generation, you, like incorporating because like all of us growing up, we're so used to, you know, going like game guides or wikis or, you know, all that sort of stuff. So just like cutting out that middleman and having it there on the internet face for you. It's a shame that they haven't really concluded that all games or all, you know, levels or whatever are going to have it. So, you know, it should be interesting to see like what does like have it. I feel like a lot of like puzzle games or games where you like there's a strong difficulty on mm. like you know, where you're supposed to do, where you're supposed to go. I feel like they could benefit from it. But um, overall, I think that's a just a really smart and great addition. Um, the friend interaction as well. Um, I know I've had experiences where maybe like a group of friends have been online. Maybe, you know, you're in a group chat of like six, but four of them are actually playing a game. So the other two people feel a bit left out. So it's pretty cool that you don't have to like set up a Twitch stream or a PlayStation mm -hmm. stream. You just like, drag your friends in so they can just you know be involved still be in the group chat but also you know get to experience the gameplay that's happening or just have like one person playing and having a group chat just watch you know i think mm. that's that's brilliant very like inclusive as well so um like for the most part like a lot of these additions are pretty creative like the cards the activity cards that you brought up it sounds cool but then at the same time like like i, I don't know if i personally would go for them so yeah I'm, I'm similar like i've i've got no interest in chasing platinums and trophy hunting and stuff like most of these games i just like playing from front to back in the way i like to play them i don't like having to go replay levels and get certain items you know x quantity of certain items or 
kill enemies a certain way. Like, I just want to play the game. Like, if I get some trophies along the way, cool. But, yeah. yeah, for those people that are hunting those platinums and stuff, I can see some certain benefit and excitement in that community. Same with you. Like, the built-in help thing, really cool. Like, I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm, put my hand up and say, like, if I get stuck on puzzles and or, like, a boss or whatever and I can't work it out within let's say a half a dozen or a dozen times I'll, I'll jump like I'll jump on Google or game facts or YouTube and watch a tutorial to see how they get through this or how they solve that problem because you don't want it to hinder and put a bad taste in your mouth on the game. Yeah. Like that's the last thing you want. So to be able to do that on the fly and have it pinned while you're playing mm-hmm. so you can actually watch and move instead of, you know, as you do with these other ones, you got <laughs> YouTube playing there, you're watching that and you pause it after a little bit and then you run a little bit further, watch a bit more, pause it and run a bit further. <laughs> you're holding you your could... phone while like balancing, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think I think that's really cool, but I'm curious to know how they're going to like audit and vet this. Like is this only going to be official guides and videos done by the developers Yeah. or are they going to rely on community submitting uh, playthroughs and, and hints and things and then there's obviously the slippery slope as if it is from the community and people potentially hiding suspect shit in their commentary or you know racism sexism all that kind of stuff that could yeah. creep in there as well so i'm curious to see how they handle that but i think overall that's a great great little uh little value add gonna help just improve the quality of life with your gaming like the ui yeah. looks sleek as hell uh i like what you mentioned regarding the parties and yeah if yeah three-fifths of the people are playing or not playing you can still just watch them play along live and have a chat and still get that friend interaction i'm, I'm curious to know the quality like most of these in-house or factory made microphones with gaming aren't usually that great no. so i'm genuinely curious to know how good this microphone <laughs> that's inbuilt in a controller is gonna be yeah uh you know being being people now that are using high grade audio equipment we know what sounds good and you can hear the difference from remember like the old um you know one ear playstation 4 microphone that you got yep. thrown into standard like it's great that they give you one but it is <laughs> it was cheap shit like yeah you know, not pulling any punches just stating facts so if if you are going to be hearing background noise from the neighbors behind you <laughs> having a chat at the barbecue yeah like you know it's cool and it and it cuts down an initial barrier to entry where someone has to buy a microphone obviously but i think ultimately you want to be wearing a a headset to get the proper experience but also get a better experience for the people you're playing with (laughs) because i i hate being in parties with people with bad audio it kills me it it destroys me as well but like in the same sense like saying that like you know headset and like you know microphone ability not being accessible i feel like in this day and age a lot of people at least have like a ten dollar cheap pair of like pluggable like like you know earpods with a mic like yeah, yeah with a mic so i know there was a stage that i was using some because i couldn't be mm. effed trying to you know prep like my my nice like audio technique <laughs> set and everything set up on my playstation so i was just like just throw the cheap ten dollar ones in yeah so. yeah but overall it looks cool it was nice to see some more behind the curtain and, and get an idea of what to expect come November the 12th. I find it very interesting that not many, like there's none of these out in the wild. Like you've seen what Xbox have done and they're, mm. they're tossing series X's to content creators and Bloody everyone. outlets everywhere. Like they're <laughs> popping up everywhere and they've, you know, got photos of them setting up and, and watching their, their, their various functionalities and their UI and things. So it's cool to see 
apples to apples to a degree, I guess, and know what we're going to experience in the next few weeks. So uh, it's exciting. And it's just seeing these videos and things, it just becomes so much more real. Yeah. Knowing that, holy shit, these things are coming out next month. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Like saying that's only just like, you know, so many weeks away now. Like it's crazy. 100%. But if you don't want to wait that long and you're looking for some other stuff that's coming out. New releases and events. A handful of games coming out this week. The, probably the biggest one on, on the docket is the Pokemon Sword and Shield The Crown Tundra DLC, which is dropping on October the 22nd, obviously on the Nintendo Switch. Outside of that, there's a lot of sort of smaller indie or more bespoke games. Like there's Amnesia Rebirth, which is dropping on PlayStation 4 and PC on the 20th. And the other one, Transformers Battlegrounds, which... Funnily enough, as a Transformers fan, I know next to nothing about. It is coming out on October the 23rd on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and the PC. So uh, there's a couple of games there to to tickle the pickle, to, mm. to see you through if you want. Yeah, there's a game here um, called Disc Room. Um, that's yeah. through the guise of Developer Digital. Like they're, oh, they're okay. bringing that one out, and that one looks like a little bit of chaotic fun. But that one's only going to be on the Switch and PC on October mm. 22nd. So Interesting. So you'd uh, you'd put a little little lukewarm recommendation on disc room, I'm, perhaps. Well, I mean, I'm always a, like, <laughs> I was gonna say sucker, but it's I'm not a, I'm not a sucker. I love everything the Devolver Digital kind of brings <laughs> out. So, I mean, they did four guys. So. They did. Yeah, that, they'd be just printing money off the back of that game. My goodness, they'd be <laughs> making some fish. They'd be like, oh, holy shit. Oh, yeah. my God. What do we do with this? Imagine yeah. how crazy and twisted our press conferences can be now with all this cash. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, last part of the potty. Tweet of the week. And this little tweet, adorable as hell. A uh, lot of coverage around the traps, but we've just grabbed a screen grab from Game Informer. And uh, it sort of bookended on a, on a bit of news and like a bit of, bit more of a, a hands-on preview with uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. And uh, they had a special look and focus at Spider-Cat, a little ginger tabby hiding in, in uh, Miles' backpack. Cute as shit. What do you think about this? Pets in games. Yay! I mean, any, yeah, animals in games is usually a positive for me unless they get can get hurt, then it's a negative. Um, mm. I don't want my animals getting hurt, but this was a screenshot from this where the cat was wearing a mask and attacking yeah. someone. And I'm like, that's kind of cute. Like, I'm not a cat person, but I've got to acknowledge that that was kind of cute. Yeah, a little spider cat rocking his own little little mask and fighting crime with his buddy Miles. Like, yeah. it's pretty fantastic. He looks like, just looking at this screen grab, he kind of looks a little like Puss in Boots from Shrek. Oh, yeah. Or like a really healthy Garfield. <laughs> Leave Garfield alone. He hates yeah. Mondays. We all do. Yeah, and he loves loves lasagna and food. So I can relate, Garfield. You're yeah. probably a spirit animal in some regard to most of us. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's it's exciting. I'm still keen to play some Miles Morales when it drops on day one on uh, November the 12th. And uh, now everyone is even more excited and rushing out to pre-order it because of Spider-Cat. So who would have thought, you know, an animal brings the community closer together. It's just, you know, it's guaranteed formula for success. I think gaming, you, you put a put an animal in there that you can interact and pat and play with, <laughs> the game's going to move units. Yeah, That's the secret sauce, indie developers have a cute little pet you can interact uh an animal you can interact with even ghost of tsushima like had to learn from it and put an interactive dog in their game so yeah so I'll, I'll be playing some of that tonight because the ghost of tsushima legends patch is out now it dropped at like 1am this morning oh uh, which is obviously the the four player 
uh, shared online experience, but you can also yeah get that charm to to pat and recruit animals. So I'll let you know if once you're recruiting them and they attack, if it can lead to bad things for them animals. I hope yeah. not, yeah. but I'll let you know. Good to know. But yeah, this has been episode 215 THG. Miss Hart, anything else you want to say before we close this bad boy down for another week? No, I think that's about it. Like I said, don't be discarded by my uh, movie review of Knives Out. Uh, like I said, just you know, put two hours aside and just give it a watch. Hopefully you'll yeah, enjoy I'm, it, Brendan. I'm, I'm watching that this week and uh, <laughs> it's going to be looking at Anna Diarmas with hard eyes the whole time. She's so cute. <laughs> so cute. I think I fell in love with her when I first watched Blade Runner, like the new Blade Runner, and saw her in that. And I'm like, I My still haven't gracious. watched that. <laughs> it's like you're talking about a long movie with Knives Out, like the new Blade Runner. It's a long movie. Oh man. Like, yeah, you, you need you need to be committed to to watch that one. It is. It's like a ten course meal. <laughs> like oh, I just don't have any patience anymore. Really great, really beautiful to, to look at. And um, I'm a big sucker for the Blade Runner franchise. And I think it did the first one justice and yeah. was handled respectfully and things it like looks, that. So it, it looks out. pretty, but yeah, yeah. The, the time to watch it. <laughs> but yeah, this has been episode 215 of THG. Uh, 8-Bit Nation, thanks as always for stopping on by. But yeah, we're going to be back uh, next week. Bigger, badder, better, stronger, all that cliche. So uh, be sure to rate, view, subscribe us. But until next time... 8-Bit Nation, much love. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8-Bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.